Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. So, Laura, tell yeah. me, um, how was... Do you know, if you're like the Graham Norton, and I'm like I'm like the guest, because I never ask the question first. You're always in there first, and I just like the cunt that's asking it, because you've asked me. <laughs> Why don't you ask me, then? You've asked me. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's fucking too late now. You ask. Uh, yeah, but we don't have to include this bit, do we? Well, I think we should. <laughs> because then it just proves I don't mean to intentionally be a cunt. <laughs> It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Hi Laura. Hello Vic, how are you mate? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, actually. Just um, too How was the duck? How was the duck? Oh, shit, you didn't eat the duck. Did you watch everybody eat duck and did the people who ate it enjoy it? They enjoyed it. Um, it was the first time that I'd handled meat since I gave it up. Under the rocks. And, well, it repulsed me at about the same level that Rob's meat repulses me, to be fair. It was so horrible. You know what? At the angle that you're at right now and your hair beautifully tussling over your shoulder, it almost looks like you've got a fist in there. It looks like it. There was, an, there was an angle of your hair where it actually looked like you had an actual hand reaching through the back of your head and it freaked That's me out. terrifying. It was terrifying, <laughs> but it's no longer there. Is it so. Rob? Rob's just <laughs> behind me, just trying to get some nookie from behind the sofa. <laughs> Lost, mate. Get lost. This whole episode Back is about on. that, Rob. Actually, so um, listen to this first before you try to penetrate me. It is. Uh, this episode is completely about relationships post babies, or just being a. Not necessarily just about having a baby and a relationship. Just relationships and kids. Yeah, and isn't it how so many of them change? Relationships or kids? Yeah, but uh, no, the kids just stay consistently they, they, they irritating. They stay consistently pricks, yeah. But, but the relationships, whatever form they take, they all change, don't they? Friendship, lovers. Although I wouldn't really have called. I don't really class Robert a lover. Um, don't no. we ever class him as a lover? Yeah, I bet you would have done in your heyday when you were hanging from his cock. I was hanging from his ten rings. <laughs> um, <laughs> and his tattoo. And his tattoo, I think our heyday, we we did everything so quickly that our heyday lasted probably about three and a half weeks. Mm. Because it was like, meet, move in, get engaged, get married, buy a house, have children. And that all happened in the space of I don't want to have sex with you anymore. No, yeah, it's over. It's over. Um, How are you? I haven't even asked how you are. No, all right. Pretty much the same. (laughs) As I was last week. As I was last week. Verging on a nervous breakdown. You had, to cancel, you had to cancel your holiday, didn't you? That was oh, the disappointing thing. Oh, fuck, yeah, I've had to cancel my holiday. That's fucking exactly. COVID. Ugh, fucking so, rules. Fucking rules. Doing my head in, mate. Roll on 2021. Where we will probably be enforced with another yeah. lockdown. <laughs> and we'll be in the same fucking situation. If not worse. Oh, my God, it's in the news today. Northern Ireland have closed the schools again. 
Don't tell me that. Don't you fucking dare. Wash your mouth out. (laughs) I can't. To all mothers who are from Northern Ireland right now listening, uh, like deepest condolences. Our our thoughts are with you right now. Do you know what? Home with your children once again. If it happened again, it would be worse. Yes, it would. Last time, it's like having your second kid. Yeah. The first time, you have no idea what it's going to be like, and you just go into it blindly, saying, "Okay, yeah, we can do this. We can survive." Yeah. Four weeks in, my fucking life is over. Yeah. Second time, you know exactly what to expect. And, and it's I, just going to be I'm awful. I'm really shit at homeschooling, which we established in the last episode. Butter, bread, boom, done. Uh, like that that was pretty much all of the lessons I ever set for my children. And whereas this time around, I really can't fucking do that because otherwise they're going to leave school barely being able to hold a fucking pen. I don't oh, Let's just pray. We just need to all pray that that does not happen to us. Um, okay, so following on from our last week's episode where we talked about those about parenting. You yeah. know what? There was some afterwards. I thought, oh, I should have asked Laura that and I didn't ask you. So Ooh. I'm going to ask you some questions. They're very, very easy to answer. Thank you. Um, but what do you think that. has been your parenting all-time low? Can having children be one of them? <laughs> No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Uh, my parenting all-time low would be um, accidentally throwing my kid through the air and breaking his face. That would oh definitely my God. be an all-time low. Explain. Yeah. So uh, just before Elliot, I thought I'd explained this. Have I not said? Maybe I haven't. It's or, in your book, isn't it? It is in my book, but lots yes. of people won't have read it. So. No, exactly. So there you go. Yeah. And you can, wow, you can tell the for, story. Thanks for confirming that loads of people haven't read my book. That's nice. <laughs> You can. She's always there for a little bit of a pick me up and some encouragement. <laughs> yes, you're right. Nobody gives a fuck about your book. So <laughs> well, I know because I've read it. Actually. You have read it. So right before uh, Elliot turned three, uh, we took him to a Christmas market one day. And then after we went to the Christmas market, we were like, let's go to Sprinkles, which is like an ice cream parlor. Got him like everything he wanted. Like it was just the most beautiful day ever. And we walked out of there and he said, mummy, daddy, do one, two, three swing. And and we swung him in the air. And like, I just remember in slow motion, this noise coming out of Steve's mouth. And I looked over and I saw that Steve had lost the grip of Elliot's hand. And Elliot was kind of swinging up in the air, one handedly in my hand, like a pendulum. And he got, way above my head before he actually slipped clean out of my hand and flew graciously through the air he then hit the concrete at a rate of fucking knots and like shunted along the ground and he just lay there lifeless i was like oh my fucking god killed him killed the fucking kid and i threw my handbag in the road And I just grabbed him and picked him up and like the fucking blood that pumped out of his face was horrific. And Steve just like, Steve's not good in situations like that. He is, but he has to leave. So like I turned around and he'd gone. He's fucking, I I always describe it as he Forrest Gumped it clean out of the situation. He was just fucking gone. I turned around and I was like, right, okay. So your dad's gone, he's left. Don't, don't, don't fucking back. know where he's gone and I got I got Elliot to the car and he's screaming there's blood nobody fucking stopped to help there's blood literally pouring out of his face I couldn't even work out what hole it was coming from and then Steve reappears with a fuckload of napkins I was like where the fuck did you go he's like I went into a restaurant I was like why why would you do that I thought you had left us 
Uh, and yeah, we broke we broke Elliot's nose. So that is without a shadow of a doubt. And and his tooth broke his tooth. He had a lot of internal uh, facial wounds, like sort of inside his gums that haven't even properly oh, they've healed. But like the inside of his mouth is quite damaged even now, uh, oh, seven years on. That's precious. That's precious. I cannot believe that Steve just absconded. That's the funniest he, part of the story. But he does, though. He does. In any right. situation like that, he'll just go. <laughs> what a useless prick. He is a useless prick. <laughs> he he will just run away and then gather his thoughts and come back with something that isn't even remotely fucking helpful. Did you have to take him to hospital to confirm yes. that? Yeah, you did. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where he confirmed we, he had a break in those. I, I, I rocked up into A&E and I'd kept it cool until that point. And then like we got to the reception, I got to the receptionist bit. Steve drove like the apocalypse was happening. And I ran in and I was like, bang, 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 bang on the glass. And the receptionist was like, yeah, can I help you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, right. Okay. She called the psych award. <laughs> she, I'm just going to get a nurse. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at one point, a nurse pulled Steve and I to one side. And she actually said to us, she said, okay, Elliot's taking this better than you. And we were like, we didn't mean to hurt him. And they were like, yep, we've established. We've established you didn't mean to do this. Uh, and, you know, it was like two weeks before Christmas as well. So oh, that was, that was even- Happy Christmas. Yeah, broken face. <laughs> uh, what about you? What's your parenting low? Yeah, I, was, I don't, I don't have anything as uh, dramatic as that at all. Yeah, I have many situations like that. I'm a really shit mum, it turns out. Or are you just clumsy? Clumsy as fuck, yeah. Yeah, clumsy. Um, I think one thing that I can remember distinctly and it wasn't so much the event itself it was more just what it meant if you know what I mean so Oliver got really constipated when he was like really little so probably about three months old he did do a shit for about seven days and it's a long time for a tiny little stomach really long time yeah and uh one of the bits of advice on google was to just um tease their bum hole with a (laughs) cotton bud (laughs) and lubed up (laughs) cotton bud um not to put it in there at all but just to like stroke the anus because like a feather to a nipple (laughs) because the stimulation on the sphincter uh, apparently makes it sort of contract and then the poo comes out so it was just that moment of teasing my (laughs) baby's bum hole with a lubed up cotton bud that just kind of stands out as like fuck has my life become I mean, I don't know that it's medically recommended to do it or anything like that. Um, and so then following on from parenting low, I was going to ask you, what's your parenting high as a positive? Um, probably now, like Elliot being slightly older and having like a really good sense of humour. And although it's horrifically scary, but he's got such a good sense of humour, like he'll hide uh, and wait to jump out on me, which is not funny at the time. It is funny, obviously, afterwards. But I find it funny that he's like cottoned on to this whole like let's let's do something because it's funny and he gets let's the terrify in it. someone let's let's terrify the shit only me only ever me the terrify the shit out of mum uh, yeah I screamed so loud once that I actually then made him scream even though he was jumping out on me so but I think I think like yeah that kind of like little relationship you get as your kids get older yeah the they get a sense of humour it is it is lovely What's yeah yours? Oliver's Oliver's well Oliver's definitely got a sense of humour already he's only four and he cracks me up all the time yeah um 
but I think probably the first time that he ever told me that he loved me. Oh, it was went, so cute. You, you went for like the really heartstring thing. Yeah. 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 Whereas I went for, I love it when my kids scare the shit out of me. That's really <laughs> showing my level of bonding with my, my kids. When my kids practice being an attacker. <laughs> um, the, by the way, the um, <laughs> calling Rob by his name, Rob, not dad, has yeah. now progressed to a new level and then he started calling him Robbie. <laughs> Who the fuck is Robbie? And he knows that it's funny because he'll say it and then he'll look at me and go, Robbie, you know, like, mum, I'm doing it. I'm doing the joke that you really love. And I'm just in fits in the background going, fucking Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kid. Oh, gotta love him. But I feel like although those questions were aimed at at motherhood, actually, they tied in nicely with, you know, just all round parenting and relationships there she is um i think the professional term is uh, a link you've linked quite nicely into our focus okay so we're going to talk about sex baby after you've had a Uh, baby baby. um yeah sex and just all all around relationships all around relationships post baby but i mean we just love a little chit chat about sex um, so Laura, uh, how how was your post baby coitus? How did that coitus, go for you? Coitus. coitus. Is, that a, is that the name for sex? Coitus. Yeah, because it's, it a good, it's another sounds word. Sounds like the annoying kid that lives next door to you and permanently wants <laughs> the to go middle, home. The middle no class home, coitus. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah. yeah, it was very rigid in the dark and oh, just not fun. It felt like I was losing my virginity. Really? Yeah. I was so was scared. Steve was like, are you sure yeah. you want to do this? I was like, not really, but can you just please get it over <laughs> and done with? Let's just get it over and done with. Yeah. Because I'm terrified exactly. that you are literally going to drag out my insides. Uh, and like, after we had Elliot, I think oh, I had sex quite quickly after I had Elliot. I think maybe Elliot was nine weeks old. <gasps> wow. That is really quick. Yeah. One like that was Toby. No, I had the same experience. So Oliver... I think it was probably about four months and then Edith was a year. Yeah. I th- I think with Toby, I'm going to say about six, seven months. And then we didn't have sex again until about a year. Yeah. We, we really like, and I think that I, the only reason why I think I did it with Elliot, because I was 26 when I had Elliot, I was actually 27. But um, I think I felt like this level of pressure, like I felt like I needed to have sex with Steve str- you know as soon after because it was like that's kind of what you did you just get back into normal life and yeah just because you're a parent now it doesn't make it any different and you know what if I could go back I definitely wouldn't have had sex that quickly after it didn't feel right and I know some people they're fucking banging their husbands in the hospital but fuck that. yeah I know I'm definitely I definitely am not like that at all and I, I agree with you that, like, I think overwhelming love for Steve at all <laughs> no but I felt the first time around it was the pressure to get back to being what we yeah. had been pre-baby yeah but also just I don't know trying to to prove that we still were that couple yeah, maybe time. Definitely. Um, I want your sausage in my McMuffin <laughs> yeah um which actually wasn't true at all uh and we aren't the same couple by mm. 
by any stretch of the imagination and that's absolutely fine mm-hmm. um but i do think that there, there is a pressure to have sex straight away especially because well i don't know why they say that they say that if the official advice is that you can have sex six weeks after you've given birth which i mean you went that far off that of nine weeks but i feel like from a recovery point of view that is so soon mm-hmm. I don't even know if my stitches had dissolved by that point. Like yeah. down my whole minge and my pile situation, I would have had to move the piles out of the way to have got anywhere near my hole with Edith because they were that bad. Um, but yeah, and also just... when you're when you are literally graping out of your ass, there is nothing about me that thinks I really want you to now penetrate the only other hole that hasn't got something hanging out of it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you've had, like I had stitches with both of mine, that yeah. was a massive worry that that it would hurt. Yeah. Um, that my fanny would feel like a massive gigantic bucket. Yeah. Um, for both me and for him as well. That was like a real worry. It was like, what if he just puts his willy in? He's like, mm, is Where there is a vagina here? Yeah. yeah. That, and it's that hanging about from one to the other. Yeah. <laughs> and like not only that. But like, what about like the rest of my body too? I was so self-conscious of just how everything had changed and, you know, everything was saggy and I just didn't feel sexy at all physically. Uh, I can like really, really resonate with that feeling of just being so self-conscious. Like if you, your stretch marks are quite red and purple, you've got this sort of sack of a stomach where you did carry a baby and it's no longer firm and, supple it's just hanging like right over your vag Mm -hmm. your nipples are leaking milk whether you're breastfeeding or not because you've either you're breastfeeding or you're not breastfeeding you're trying to give up and it's just like oh fucking hell this is evil this is yeah it's that weird there's you know you're still sort of the mothering body but then also you've got to be the sexy yeah no and there was an element of feeling sexy in those moments that made me feel sick and i don't know whether it was because it felt like Oh right. yeah, but I'm, I'm a mum, so I shouldn't. Not like I'm a mum, so I shouldn't have sex. But it felt I felt too mummy-ish. Yeah. To, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. To cross I don't over know how those. to describe it. I yeah. know what you mean. It was a really weird like transition. Well, if you think about it, you just spent the last nine months literally doing exactly that, just harboring this baby mm. and existing purely to nur- to nourish and nurture them. That's it, and yeah. then that sudden they're, they're out but that doesn't kind of stop and your body no. had such a function and like we had we had barely any sex when we were I was pregnant as well yeah same I think it was twice with both yeah. of mine and the 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 second time with both of them was like really near to the due date so it was totally enforced by me because I was like come on it's supposed to bring the baby out just put do your it. dick in me now <laughs> it was the least sexy sex <laughs> ever those two times it's like fucking hell talk yeah. about romance yeah. being dead <laughs> <laughs> and my fanny was so massive i told you this my i swear my vagina put on four stone when i, I was pregnant it was i actually huge. have stretch marks down the center of mine like Don't you know you? where where your pubes are yeah that's how badly i stretched mate yeah, Bul- bulbous, bulbous badge. i'm trying to think of a word that's b that goes with Bulbous. Beaver, bulbous beaver, bulbous beaver. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember the first time then? Can you yeah. go back to it now? Yeah, because I can. No, weirdly, with Elliot, yeah, not as much with Toby. I don't know why, because obviously Toby was closer. But 
with Elliot, after Elliot, I can definitely remember it. I can remember like all the lights were out. I felt so fucking tired, you know. Tiredness. Yeah, and I just I just felt like it was one of those things where I just need to get this done. That's how I felt. It wasn't like, a, oh my God, I'm so in the mood. It was <laughs> no. just like, I just need to get this over and done with. A little bit like, you know, going for your flu vaccination. You just, <laughs> you know, you've got to do it. So you just kind of sit there and just wait for it to happen and get it over and done with. Yeah, I felt exactly the same. And what about afterwards? How, how did you feel afterwards? The same. Or oh, during? What about dur- during? Do you remember feeling? Because for me, it was really, it felt really uncomfortable. Yeah, it just didn't, I didn't have what I would call like an, my normal sexy time. It, I really felt like I just need to get this over and done with. It was mechanical. It was mechanical, yeah. And then it was done and I was like, okay, well, no one's right. dead. So, <laughs> Except my soul. <laughs> Except my soul, yeah. Laying there in the dark, covered in cum. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an enjoyable experience, really. Did it feel the same? No. Does it feel the does it Fucking feel nine weeks later, mate? Yeah, his no. penis needed to have been a fist to have touched the sides. <laughs> and I can assure you it ain't a fist. Or a salmon. I thought you said a or fish a salmon. then. <laughs> fist. A it needs to be a fish. fish. <laughs> Maybe that's why that woman ended up in AE with that salmon <laughs> off her of, like, her food. She's like, I've just had a baby, yeah, nothing else will fit. <laughs> Um, no, I can say that sex definitely hasn't felt the same since. It's changed, but then I've changed. I think that I've become more creative with the way that oh, I'm creative. I'm crafting <laughs> while having sex. <laughs> Look at this nice... origami swan. <laughs> doing a nice landscape <laughs> whilst you're doing doggy style. Um, that's, but you know what that's, I mean, though? Yeah, I know what you mean. But I think that's, I think that's good, though. You we know. wouldn't have sex anymore if that otherwise yeah it was the same I don't know for you it's not the same every time what do you mean I don't know what you mean <laughs> what do you, do you mean like different things happen yeah but I mean like we don't always have some people it will literally be like missionary position that's okay. what we do and we're done and it, it we're not like that do you know what no, I mean I've yeah, told I you, you I'm mean. the corkscrewer yeah about <laughs> 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 me Steve <laughs> um okay no that makes sense but then I think it's been as I've got older that I've become so much more sexually liberated like you said you've always felt quite sexually confident to be like yeah. well this is what I like and I think it's taken for me to get older you know definitely since becoming a mum and being like no fuck it actually you know what this is what I like this is what I want and he enjoys it when I'm like that so yeah. But would you not say that you've changed? I mean, I think pre-kids, I was, I had really high sex drive. Yeah. And I had a lot of sex um, with a lot of different people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we know. And with Rob, I had a lot of sex with Rob too. Uh, we were bloody out all the time. But um, the, yeah, it's changed massively. If I compared it to my pre-kids life, sex life, it's, it's so different and definitely no, no, real spontaneity there's like maybe an element to it but it's more I have to say 
to myself like I if I think okay I'm actually not feeling too tired then I'll make the decision like okay well maybe maybe we'll have sex tonight yeah. without having a conversation but it's kind of so it's not spontaneous as in like I don't know you're in the kitchen you start kissing and then you end up having sex it's not like oh that oh my god no yeah do you know what I mean? it doesn't, that does, even if the kids are in bed happen. that's not happening <laughs> no. if someone tries to kiss me 99% of the time I'm like oh fucking get off me yeah. because I'm just so that's what I find with motherhood I think it takes so much out of you yeah on an emotional and mental and a physical level because by the end of the day I can feel so touched out by the kids Mm -hmm. they are on me all the time and obviously Mm. it's not the same as if I'm getting touched by my husband but it is still a sensory experience you know and it's like when you have little ones that are just especially Edith I I carry her a lot of time she's on me and she wants to be held a lot of the time so I, I, I just don't, I feel like there's nothing left in the bank at the end of the day. I just can't, yeah. I can't, can't fight. And I don't, but I don't necessarily need it either yeah. because in some ways it's already been satisfied, which is really weird because, you know, you wouldn't directly link the two. But actually, I think from a deeper, deeper sort of psychoanalysis point of view, then actually all these things are interconnected. So you can't yeah. just have it as separate. It's like, this is my sex life. This is my motherhood. This is blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't really work It like is that. about levels of fulfillment, isn't it? Yeah, um, and almost like what I said about carrying the baby and all that and then feeling like, you know, for nine months this has been your purpose. I, I kind of feel like a lot of my, I don't know, not my purpose, that's a wrong word because I don't exist for my children, you know, no. if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, I just feel like where's the scope for that part of me? I don't know. I, I, yeah. There doesn't seem to be much of it at the moment, especially because mine is so young. Yeah. I'm hoping that as they get a bit older that there'll be a better balance between that. But I, I mean, in all honesty, I, I sometimes I think I don't really care that we don't have sex often. I don't actually care because I'm not desiring it in the same way that I used to. But then when I do desire it and Rob isn't on the same page, that's when it's like the conflict of kind of one of us feeling, I don't know, horny, but the other one then ends up and then ends up feeling rejected if the other one's not in yeah. the same place. And that's the difficulty, I think, with having kids and even any long-term relationship with kids or without it's just that finding that balance with each other and it's yeah. going to change because you've been together for a long time and naturally your desire for each other does I think ch- it changes because life changing you end up seeing shit that you never thought you'd see like Rob's caught my shit in his hands that's going to change a bloody relationship isn't it Without, Whether, I mean, I'm, without a shadow of a fucking doubt that's going to change yeah. yeah and he I don't think he'd ever say that it would he would never, it's not even admitting it. I don't think he genuinely does think that, but maybe it's changed something in me thinking, yeah. oh, but he's, he's, he's pushed he's my, my shit. He put, he literally pushed my piles back into my ass as I was giving birth. Like, yeah. that's got to change the sexy time somehow, hasn't it? I don't know that it, because I've, you know, like I've asked Steve this before and I've said to him, like, do you, you have seen me like at my pig shit worst, not only in birth, but after birth, especially after Toby. I did not clean myself ever. Not like, even the fanny flannel. Not the Got fanny flannel was dry, folded and put away. And smelled I of was, strawberries. It smelled strawberries. My fanny, on the other hand, smelled like fucking old tuna that had been shoved up a whale's vag and then left to rot. It was really, <laughs> like, I, I was all, I was such a mess. My hair was really greasy. My armpits could have fucking plaited my armpit hair. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I literally just did nothing. And he saw me like that. I had no emotions. I was just like a fucking zombie. And I've said to him, like, how the fuck that didn't knock out any erection that you would ever have for me in the future is beyond me. And he's like, because 
it's more it's more than that yeah when you go through situations like for instance rob shoving your pile back up your ass <laughs> Yeah. He didn't do that out of duty. He did that because he loves you so much. Yeah, he would exactly. literally fucking take a bullet for you. Like he'd do anything for you. And seeing you in that much pain and feeling like he, Steve said, you know, you feel so helpless because you want to make that situation better for that person and you can't. Yeah. And I think that that's why your relationship evolves maybe when you have children. Sometimes it can break a relationship, can't it? Like yeah, a lot of definitely. people, they have children and it, it just doesn't work out. Yeah. But I think it's that natural evolvenishness, the evolution, <laughs> the evolution of a, of a relationship that goes through those different phases. And instead of it being like, oh, I'm fucking done. I don't want to be with you anymore. It's uh, I love you even more. And actually sex is like Steve says, sex is part of our relationship, but it's not all of our relationship, you know? Yeah, it's just an element of it. It is an element of it. One that you don't get that often. <laughs> no, once a year if he's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been with boyfriends who have wanted to have sex all the time, mm. but Rob's not like that. So for us, it's all right because we're kind of on the same level but I can imagine that if it was if it wasn't like that that would become really frustrating for both of you because you yeah. feel pressured to do it it's just it is hard and like you do hear those horror stories don't you of like people that are I say horror stories they're not horror stories they're realities of women who have to have sex with their partners you know they sometimes like that. It, they have literally just popped a kid out and they've got to have sex with their partners and it's like fucking hell where's the where's the he um you know the moment of respect for what she's just fucking gone through. I know. It's like just have a wank. Have a wank yeah. into a toilet roll with some ham shoved in it. Absolutely. You know? Boom. There boom, are boom, options. The room. <laughs> Problem fucking solved. And I'm pretty sure if she's post baby three days, she won't give a fuck where you put it. No, in fact, her vagina probably it's will look like. <laughs> it will look like yeah, a roll of ham shoved in it. <laughs> Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Uh, okay, let me do some stats. Yeah, then. do your statistics. Because uh, I, I think the one of the big things about uh, sex after kids is that no one fucking talks about it. Yes. So I think you can feel, and and actually, you might not even talk about it with your partner because you're too mm-hmm. embarrassed. Um, mm-hmm. because we're we're really rubbish at talking about these difficult subjects. Uh, and I wonder if there are parts of the world, like for instance, you know how the we can have jokes about, oh, that's typical British. I wonder if there are other parts of the world, maybe the Swedish, because they just fucking got it made, haven't they? Maybe they're more open with the way that they communicate about sex and how it's much more of a like simple conversation that doesn't need to be built up like, oh, my God, I can't talk about this, you know? Yeah. I wonder if there are societies where it's just a lot more of the done thing. There must be where, yeah, culturally it's like accepted that you can do about this stuff yeah um i mean this is a tenuous link but i read something about uh the birth rate in denmark is actually declined um over the last 10 years because couples aren't having as much sex after Mm. they've had babies so it's affecting the birth rate but 
they're not that bothered about it. Yeah. They actually, the government actually brought an initiative to give parents two hours of free childcare with the nursery that their kid goes to so that they could have some alone time together. But most of them were like, yeah, great. I'll have that. But I ain't having sex, mate. I'm going yeah. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm, I'm going to go out for some lunch and not have a screaming kid with me. Exactly. Hell. I love that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like when the offer is on the table to have kid free time, is it your first instinct to whack no. your minge out and be like, come on, baby pups? No, no. way. You're going to get the million and one jobs that have been sitting there unfinished. For... Yeah, I mean, I won't do the jobs. I'll literally just go get something to eat. You'll just sit there. <laughs> I'll just fucking sit there with my cup of tea on the floor, not even on a coaster. <laughs> Same. But I will too. I will either just sit there and just waste time on the internet, yeah. um, go shopping. I, lo- yeah. I love I love that. Read a bit of, I mean, it's not therapy, but for me, it is retail therapy. Or go out for a meal and have food, yeah. but you're on the same page, babes. On the same page. I'd, I'd rather have a sandwich or than a willy. Voice note, you. Yeah, <laughs> voice note each other. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here's some stats which might make everyone feel a bit better, though, because I think because we don't talk about it, we don't realise that other women and other couples are going through exactly the same thing. Um, and you think, oh my god, we're the only one, which must indicate that our relationship is shit and that yeah. it's failed, whatever. But 63% of people from this one survey, British surveys this is in the UK, admit that their sex lives have deteriorated since having kids. 63, I think that's really high. It is very high, but I, I'm surprised that it's not higher. Really? Because I think that you go through something as a couple that you've never been through before, and that then changes you as people. Yeah. Um, okay, so these are some stats about how often people are having sex. So 28% say that they have sex once a month i'm not in that percentage uh five percent once a year and seven percent not at all so that's actually quite refreshing and i think that's quite nice for people to hear because i wonder how many people will be listening to this right now going fucking hell actually it's not just me there's 28 percent. that's a lot of people when you look at that up and down the country that's a fucking yeah. dick load of people yeah and i don't think that there is a norm of anything no um because ours fluctuates as well like definitely maybe sometimes we might have sex twice in one month and then we might not have sex for six months so yeah. how do you work out the kind of average stat of that you know it's not it's not really yeah. possible is it i remember um, once steve counted that episode in friends uh, where ross counts how many times he had sex with rachel and <laughs> steve, i can't remember how many years ago it was now but steve told me how many times we'd had sex that year and i was absolutely fucking horrified at him what was, was it like, loads or none no 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 <laughs> i can't remember how many times we'd had sex i mean it wasn't none we but obviously enough for him to fucking count it I can't, I genuinely can't remember what the like, average was. But he then, he's, he's so works in finance because he then said, oh, so that averagely means that we had sex. I was like that. <laughs> oh my God, who are you right now? What the fuck? I was like, what the fuck have you done that for? He went, never fucking share that information again. You sex and, nerd. <laughs> I could do it right now for me and Rob. One, two, three, done. <laughs> fucking done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Rob wouldn't remember. He wouldn't remember if we had sex yesterday. Um, although that might say more about my underwhelming vagina than <laughs> his memory. And then this one, I thought this was interesting because this is the difference between men and women. So 61% of women and 30% of men said that they experience less sexual desire after kids. So women are experiencing a lot less, um, or sorry, a lot more of a decline in their sexual desire than men are. 
But you know what? The, work, yeah. the other thing that I find really interesting about men, when they talk to other men about sex and sex with their partners, they'll always big it up and they say they do it loads more than they actually do. And then, and like I've seen it within people that I know that like they're like, oh, you know, blah, 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 has said that the guy that he works with, they have sex every night. And I said, he's fucking lying. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that he's trying to guilt you into having sex because somebody at his work is doing it makes him a cock. Yeah, that is shit. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the real difficult part in all of this. It's, the, it's what happens in your relationship and then how that, you know, lack of desire or whatever can really then affect how you are of each other and what it can lead to. Um, so this is, I like this. So this is uh, some advice from the sex therapist. Um, no blame, no shame. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the mantra. That. It's nobody's fault and you shouldn't feel ashamed talking about it. So um, the first step to reclaiming your sexual identity is allowing yourself to experience pleasure. So you do that by starting with, self-focus i mean hello we just did a whole episode about masturbation that's exactly what self-focus is um and and i actually think that's probably where i've my confidence has grown has been in the confidence to just basically look after yourself because if you learn what makes what feels good then you can have a better sexual experience and if you have a better sexual experience you're going to be more inclined to go yeah all right then Actually, yeah. I will do it once every six months with my partner or once every, whenever the fuck is you choose to do it. Yeah. Um, and also, like we saw, we talked about uh, before, I think in the, one of the episodes, <laughs> just one of them, uh, about how like our nipples had got really de-stimulated since having yeah. kids. Like that kind of stuff, that's massively changed for me. So maybe your, I don't know, your fanny's changed and you need to relearn how to pleasure yourself. So, yeah. um, I mean, who doesn't need an excuse to have a wank? Although saying that, even masturbating can seem like an effort sometimes yeah. you know when you're in that place you're just like i can't be bothered even or if that. you're tired for me yeah. if I'm tired i have no sexual innuendo, <laughs> innuendo. i can't make any jokes about willies or bunnies <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> um and then it says so once you've kind of you know got back in touch with yourself move that on to you and your partner but forget about penetration forget about it wow Um, so sex doesn't have to ultimately mean penetration it can mean everything else in between and also forget about orgasms so the ultimate aim is not to be penetrated and have an orgasm it's just to reconnect on a sexual level that's it i love how you gotta sing it all out I know, I have to. But I can't um, be fucking bothered to give him I can't be bothered sexual either. pleasure. I'm like, can you just write it on a piece of paper and then that'll be done. And then I might. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the thought of being like, yeah, I don't mind him doing stuff to me, but then if I've got to give him a blowjob, I'm out. Yeah, luckily Rob does not care about blowjobs. No, Steve's not a big... Well, I mean, Steve will just take it wherever he can get it. <laughs> yes, I think. You don't give a fuck if he's getting something or as long as he's getting his, his willy in a hole, I don't think he really cares. <laughs> A warm wet hole. A warm wet hole, yeah. A warm wet hole. So all I look for on a woman is a warm wet hole. Um okay, I mean obviously this has been quite a heavy chat today, Laura. Um Laura's just ignoring me and mouthing words. I think I've sent her into some sort of weird cosmic zone. Okay, well I'll I will lighten the mood a little bit. The mood has been lightened. It has been lightened. Don't Um, don't be a miserable old cunt now. There's no way to talk about my vagina. Um, okay, so this is funny. So two little stories from the same lady. So she said, so when my little girl was a toddler, she was a running, run, 
<laughs> she wasn't running. She was wandering around our bedroom in the morning and went really quiet. I realised she had something in her mouth and hooked out a used condom. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, my God. That is a parenting oh. low. <laughs> Could you imagine? What? Uh, yes, that, that that is correct. It, it was you. Do you know the worst thing? I mean, used condoms are Grim. revolting. Yeah, not even at the best of time. They are just revolting, and they go them. so cold, don't they? They go it's like the really. To them. Yeah. You know what I mean? like what is that about? I think it's like the latex it's coming like a into contact. <laughs> exactly what like it is like an old lady that smoked 40 a day and her fingers gone yellow that's what a condom looks like <laughs> and she's got that weird disease that makes your skin go all bloated and like wobbly that old people get cellulitis she's got cellulitis fagash finger that's what a condom is so the next time you put one of those on your knob boys just think of old sheila with her cellulitis <laughs> fucking johnny finger oh i love that um i mean they say not to put them in the sea because turtles will choke on them too i get them stuck up their nostrils probably turtles and toddlers watch out for the use <laughs> anything beginning with a t <laughs> tony tony <laughs> um this was a short one as well uh before my husband and i got on our first house together we were living at my parents house when our two-year-old was sharing our room after we'd had sex once, thinking that she was asleep in her cot, she stood up after we finished, clapped and said, well done, daddy. <laughs> I was mortified. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> the hell did she think that they were doing? If she'd seen something like that before. Enough, enough to go, course. well done. Good, well good done. boy. Was it, do you reckon it was patronising? Well done, daddy. That well was done. terrible. At this rate, I'll get no sibling if that's the way you're going to be putting, putting it in, mummy. Yeah, like, I would. Well done, Robbie. <laughs> well fucking done. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about that. I that would. I, I'd need therapy. We wow. could never do. We could never do sex. We could never have <laughs> I sex. Never do it. When I had the kids in the bedroom, like so, no. I didn't, um, have them in our room for very long. Uh. Oh no! To be fair, I'm having in there. I did. We didn't. Elliot must have been in our room the first time we had sex. Yeah, because that was like (laughs) I kicked Oliver out of my room um, at seven weeks old. I couldn't Um, bear it. It was like yeah, the fucking noise, like pug. It was just the grunting <laughs> like that. It's like, yeah. oh my god, if I can go to sleep. Yeah. yeah, I can't bet. I just hated the noise that, that would come out of either of them. I'd Is never it? be able to relax, little no, fuckers. I never relaxed. I could. I just didn't sleep. I was on the edge all the time. Just like, yeah. <gasps> what's that noise? <gasps> the baby needs to be. <gasps> it was horrible. I hated it. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Why does my husband keep trying to do me up the bum after childbirth? Is it because I've got a fanny like a wizard's sleeve? <laughs> Like a wizard sleep. Wait, <laughs> right. there is absolutely no bomb sex ever happening ever no. again with my anal state of affairs. No thanks. I Although think it's just because gets... it's such a tight hole. But the thing is, it, uh, it's, it's fucking not it's, anymore. It's so it's so tight that it literally like pull your cheeks as far apart as you possibly can, and that's exactly what it feels like to have a penis up your bum. Oh, you reckon? I just feel like it feels like an inverted poo. It feels like you're going to shit yourself as well. Yeah, you're going to shit like, out the when, dick. When you've like got a bit of poo coming and it's going like, no, go yeah. back up. Uh, that's what having a willian feels like. Just yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many women that absolutely love anal. I yeah. don't. I no. don't. I think I might have had like one orgasm 
from it before. But really? It, but it was it was the old clip stem, wasn't it? So it was probably just Oh, that. okay, okay, okay. It was something up my bum. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't necessary because it was up your ass. It was just no. because you'd been, you know, no. and caressing also, yeah. the clip. All right, I've got one more thing to... This is just Sorry. someone's, like, put a little quandary to me and then I think we can finish off with this. So Sorry. my husband asked me, if he and our young child were drowning and I could save only one, who would I save? He said he'd save me. We'd have more kids. I said our child. Yeah. Which one would you save? My kids. Yeah, standard. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I was like, see you later, mate. Drown. Be like the Titanic. Like, <laughs> it was. It's Jack. No, fucking yeah. let go, mate. Because yeah. the kids yeah. You are unbalancing this fucking door. <laughs> now get off of it. Oh, fuck off. We'll be fine. We'll and be it, fine. We've got like, life that's insurance. The thing. Like, if Steve too. went to save me, I'd slap him around the head and be like, What the fuck are you doing? Go and save them. I'll die. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, every Absolutely. time they have to win. How yeah. fucked is motherhood? Kids always win. Yeah. It you'd, is. You'd kill yourself just to save them. Bloody selfish bastards. That's that, all they are. Just take, on take, that take. fucking positive note of drowning in the middle of the sea and letting them survive, let's fucking end this absolute joyous episode that is uh, parenting <laughs> and uh, relationships whoop, whoop. it's been um so uh, it's been a revelation on i've quite enjoyed this actually i have it's been yeah. it's been like almost you know as i do find many of these episodes with Minya, i find it really cathartic knowing and that we're not alone that's it it's the not alone bit it's like having that conversation and realizing that actually whatever it is you might have felt or previously felt oh wow okay I'm not the only one and like the statistics you gave at the, be- the beginning of like that five percent of people who have no sex at all I can guarantee you that that five percent which is still quite a large population of people they'll feel so alone in that and they'll yeah. be so ashamed that they won't want to go you know what well, I I don't have sex with my partner at all um and so like I think that's that's a nice thing to be able to share and be like you're not alone and remember, what was that? Yes. No blame. No, no shame. shame. Get therapy. <laughs> no penetration. No penetration. No orgasms. Unless you want it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Great. So one pack there. It is. We've exhausted this subject now. Let's yeah. just move on. Let's fuck we? it off. Um, so that leaves nothing else to say. But, uh, oh, no, wait a minute. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah you've got to keep leaving us the reviews. I am forgetting that. I'm sorry. It's integral. Um, yeah, keep leaving us the reviews if you can on iTunes. We do appreciate your lovely words. Um, and then also... we should get back to that. We should start reading them out again. I know. We haven't read any of them out. We haven't out read any of them out. Some <laughs> of them were fucking hilarious. <laughs> I read them on the other day and it was like, these women are not funny well fuck thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening you wanker <laughs> and if um, you're still here what the fuck are you doing here you norm you don't find it funny <laughs> <laughs> no, actually keep listening keep hating us because it all contributes to our downloads <laughs> yeah. we'll make sure this is right at the end of the episode so it will piss you off even more for listening to a whole episode uh, but otherwise if you want to leave us a nice review or a funny review we're more than happy to accept those and then um, always, we're always accepting your stories. Like, yeah, slags that we are. Like, we're already halfway through what we would consider series two and fast approaching series three, which we're already talking about changing up. Oh, Victoria. 
yeah we're just uh yeah, we're working this all out as we go along we're finessing it what works what doesn't yeah, what you guys what want we enjoy. from us and what we enjoy mm. um so if you want to send us anything even if it doesn't relate to anything just send us your random shit ask us questions anything you want and how can they do that laura well they can actually do that by going on to instagram and sliding on into our dms and our account is no holes barred podcast or if they don't have social media what else can they do Vic? they can send an email to no holes barred podcast at gmail.com as we get closer to the end of this series we will unveil our plans for series plus a really extra amazing special guest for our last uh, episode of series two we're very excited uh (laughs) see you next tuesday see you next tuesday science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental emotional and physical health The Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.